Let me tell you about what happened last time on Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. Your name is Dave. In another, in a new tab, you open one of your sites, a webcomic ironically maintained through a satirical cipher vaguely similar to that of your blog. It's called Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. How about this? If you ever find yourself in the position where your life depends on me playing that piece of shit game, then I'll play. Will that make you happy? More than you know. Look at this, I'm talking like I almost like it. <laughs> the ninja sword occupies the same card as the juice, expelling the juice from your Silidex. It splashes all over your turntables and your copies of the beta. You clean up the juice with the towel and hang the damp beta envelopes on your line to dry off. I see nothing bad happening here. No, not outside that open window. Is there anything not awesome about your bro? No, you think not. Suddenly, a rambunctious crow flies in the open window and snatches the beta, possibly to make a nest with, or maybe just for the sake of being a brainless, feathery asshole. You accidentally launch your ninja sword. Everything goes flying out the window, dead bird and all. He just killed a fucking bird. He just killed a bird. to let me tell you about Homestuck. How, how have you been, Ashley? I, I just asked you that off recording, so that's weird. Yeah. I, we have both been somewhat sick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We've been sick with the Homestuck. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that This is significant, because this is the first episode we're recording since I actually put an episode of this up. Yeah. It's, it's out there now. There's no turning back anymore. I, I know. I can't the... just throw these recordings into a, like, box at the bottom of the ocean any longer. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, the, the seal has been broken. This yeah. Is the Pandora's box that we are making here has been unleashed. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen a lot of good uh, feedback already. Yeah? Uh, mainly a lot of Oh God Why. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. Which I'm very excited about. <laughs> Definitely. Because uh, I, I think we're both asking that question also. Yeah. So, uh, everyone's also, on the same page. Yeah, I also saw someone who is glad to get on the ground floor of this, which I wonder if they knew that this is 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, I got... I guess we can just jump back on into it. As we're recording this, the date is currently 4-11, which means we are a couple days away from the actual end of Homestuck. Uh, you know, a couple years away from it from the perspective of this podcast. But. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I heard from someone on Tumblr, so like, what is the date that Homestuck is supposed to end? Homestuck is supposed to end on 4-13, so it'll probably... Now, the earliest it'll end is, like, tomorrow night. Did he give a year on that date? Oh, no. I, I mean, now, yes. Now it's 4-13-2016. But for a long time, no. Like, I don't think... I think originally Homestuck was supposed to go for a year. And we're on year seven. No, so... but when he gave the date recently... Yes. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure, but now you've got me double-checking. <laughs> I get, You know what? He does just say Act 7 drops on 413, so I'm not. He might be pulling a fast one. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna assume not. That there won't be a year-long break between the end of Act 6, which seems to have just happened recently. Right, that happened uh, last week. Uh, and uh, Act 7 dropping. <laughs> yeah, I... I'm gonna assume no. I guess we'll find out tomorrow night, though. But not when you're hearing this podcast. When you hear this podcast, it is very possible that Homestuck may be over. Yeah, like, it probably is over by the time you're listening to this episode. It's a crazy thing to think about, that we'd be living in a post-Homestuck society. <laughs> uh, yeah, it will be, uh, PHS1. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, for us in this podcast, that's a long way away. We're talking about Act 7, Act 6... We're still in Act 2, Ashley. Oh, no. <sighs> so... Well, I mean, we like, to... you know, with how fast Act 1 went, it, you know, Act 6, no time. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, right? we will... Yeah, I mean, logically, that... How could it be anything else? I know, yeah, like, it's... How story structures work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Acts are always equal in length. Always. I mean, like, some may be a bit shorter or a bit longer. Sure, right, but, you know, on average, I mean, we are about one-seventh through the story, surely. Yes. And we just won't look at the adventure map that's like a table of contents for Homestuck. Yep. Yeah, we're not going to look at that right now. I I am seeing an ad at the bottom of this page, which was uh, 413 uh, Homestuck Day. (laughs) Yes, yeah, we love fine. Uh, But yeah, more importantly, above that banner ad, we're looking at... Dave throwing a katana at a bird. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about this before we started. Why did I say I think? I know we did. I was here for it. Yeah. It just... uh, we, t- uh, we don't remember the exact page we left off on, but yeah, Dave yelled stop, which ejected his katana from his Silidex. Uh It was sent careening into the bird that had grabbed his copies of Spurb, and it went flying out the window, and Dave is very... Uh, shocked by that fact. Well, we are not seeing him shocked by this fact, but if we go to next... Yes. Yeah, he's got his little hands clamped over his mouth and a teeny tiny little exclamation point. So, uh, last time we looked at this, I did not see the teeny tiny exclamation point. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I assumed that some gif was not loading. Oh, Now I could see it. Yeah. Just the tiniest little... Oh, no! I think it, I think it's more it's less oh no and more uh <gasps> yeah yeah it's just more of a <gasps> it's like um like when I I am you know known to curse kind of like a sailor in very you know relaxed atmospheres okay um like this one I don't know I don't think you, I was just about to say I don't think you curse that much on here yeah uh, maybe yeah maybe. <laughs> My mom just told me that she wants to listen to Totally Reprise, so... Oh, no! And I was like, no! (laughs) Um, Oh, no! But I've learned that when things go, like, actually terribly wrong... Yeah. I just go... (gasps) And, like, then don't say anything. Except, like, oh, oh, no, oh, gee, oh, golly. (laughs) Have you ever accidentally killed an animal? Um, I, I, I guess I stepped on a snail once. Okay, well, did, that counts, I guess. Yeah, I didn't feel too good about it, but... Yeah. Once, I thought I had ruined a multi-thousand-dollar camera. 
Oh god. And it was like a vintage camera, so I was like, no, you oh, can't, no. yeah, easily replace it. And so I was like, to give you the short version, we, I was in college in Chicago for film school, yeah. and we were filming a thing with a Super 8 camera. Oh man! Uh, in an alleyway at the dead of night. Great, you know, great choices, right? Uh, and the tripod leaned forward and fell over and smashed right into the pavement. Did, like, were you, did, did it take you guys a minute to work up the courage to check on the camera? I, I, so I did the, <gasps> uh-huh. the Dave Strider, uh, and everyone else kind of like looked around at each other and then like someone like looked through it and they're like, I can't see through this viewfinder anymore. Oh no. <laughs> and we're like, fuck. And like, we have to finish this project tonight. And so we just filmed the rest of it blind, not knowing if it was recording, not knowing if all the film was destroyed. (sighs) And so then we took it back and we're, I was like, I'm going to have to call my parents and tell them that I need to borrow like a thousand dollars to like place this camera. And then we got there. The guy was like, Oh, the viewfinder got knocked out of alignment. It's good. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) And I think I, I cried. Yeah, I don't blame you. Man, that's... Yeah, that's t- terrifying. And that was also being part of, like, this larger horrible experience of that film being kind of awful. Sure. I mean, was this camera property of the school, then? Yeah. Why did they let you take it out to an alleyway? They didn't, they didn't care what we were doing. They were just like, go film. Yeah. No, I can see that. Like, go go find your art out in the world. Yeah, it was And bring it back on film to us. It was definitely one of those colleges... Uh-huh. Uh, but the guy who got in charge of the uh, film, it, he made his... It's, it was about a thief who was me robbing oh, the lady's purse and then giving money to the home, a homeless guy. Oh, this sound, that sounds so... I'm, that's so... Uh, uh, I can't think of the word. Yeah. The, sarca- the sarcastic compliment I want to give it, I can't think of yeah, the word. Yeah, like that, that is... It's, it's so astute. It's, yeah. It says something. Yeah. Um, really makes you think about wealth. But And the only, like, one of the few black guys in our class was the homeless guy, and... Of course he was. I just, like, kind of, like, look over him, like, when the guys, like, talk on his phone with someone, and I'm going, this is bullshit, right? And he's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then, like, a year later, I made a film mocking that dude. <laughs> Great. Uh, so is this a situation where one person was the director and had, like, final creative say on that kind of thing? Or was it more collaborative than that? Uh, it was supposed to be more collaborative than that, but none of us really, like, he had an, a, a vision. I see. And none okay. of us really wanted to, like, have an argument about this really simple yeah. assignment. Right, he's the only one who cared enough to force his way. Well, I mean, like, I I cared, I wanted to do, but, like... I'm not going to give up this guy, like, to talking about racism in film and right. racism in colleges. Like, I'm not, that's not my fight to take. Sure. We should probably enter this next command, though. Yeah, let's look at the window. Yeah, you can kiss all that stuff goodbye. You feel sorry for the bird, but at least you never planned on using that beta ever. Anyway, now that that bit of ugliness is behind you, you guess you can look forward to several more hours of messing around in your room. Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> and it, it, it yeah. Change from Dave looking at the window to a, a looks like a statue of a wizard. That does look like a statue of a wizard. 
Or it could be just a, a black and white image of a wizard. Also possible. Well, I, I think if we click next, we may find out. It, we just might. You never know. I, I, I click next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I thought that was a, a good that was transition. A needles. I was trying to be more natural with it. Yeah. So we are, are back with Rose, who's now out exploring her home. And it looks like where John's dad loves clowns, it looks like Rose's... Uh, I don't know if we know who Rose's parent is yet, but they seem to like wizards. Yeah, they're parental figure or figures. Yeah. Gonna guess figure. That's how yeah. this works, right? Yeah, it is. You prepare to descend the stairs to your living room. You're standing eye to eye with a familiar foe, a 20-foot-tall granite statue of the mighty wizard Zazerpan the Learned. Your mother had him installed through a hole in the roof with a heavy-duty crane. Just look at that mystical gaze. To peer into those aloof, glassen eyes is to arrest the curiosity of any mortal. To behold the wisdom concealed in the furrows of that venerable face is to know the ceaseless joys of bewonderment itself. Any man so fortunate as to catch a stance, his merry twinkle, or twitch of whiskers shall surely have all his dreams fulfilled. That is that is quite the statue of a wizard, then. It's cool. Yeah, a 20-foot-tall statue of wizards. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I assume that this was made... Like, you know how famously, kind of now, the Hamilton was written, like, on a vacation? Right. Where he picked up the Hamilton book, like, from a airport... Like yeah, yeah. store. Uh, I, I I figured that this was made when Andrew Hussey picked up a Sky Mall and <laughs> saw all of the like giant uh, statues you could put in your backyard of wizards. Yeah, that definitely seems like the source of, or that, or one of those like mall kiosks. Yeah, both seem possible. Yeah. What? Why are people trying to sell wizards so much? Well, I mean, like wizards are cool. I guess. I feel like they become less cool when they become home decor. I once, this was not wizards, but I once drove past a house. I think it was a vacation house of someone. Uh, and it said on the front of it, like in a fake, like kind of, you know, official looking sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just said, this is dragon property. <laughs> and I saw several statues of dragons over the fence. Don't go in there. <laughs> I, I should, it's dragon property. Well, wait, do you think that he means it's the property of dragons or this is property that is dragons referring to the statues <laughs> oh boy mm. <laughs> I, I think that will be something I have to ruminate on yeah let's let's click next let's click next you find this grisly abomination utterly detestable or like eyes twitching at the sight of this wizard it seems like both of the... Dave, at least, uh, seems to be okay with the puppets, at least for now. Yeah, yeah. But it definitely seems like each of the kids have problems with their parents' specific obsession, I'll guess, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there's definitely patterns in Homestuck, and that's that's certainly one of them. Yeah. Uh, let's psychoanalyze uh, Mother's love of wizards. There is nothing to psychoanalyze. Your mother clearly has no real affinity for these damnable things. She only collects them to spite you. If anything, she finds them even more repellent than you do. She's just a committed woman. So We've learned so much about the Lalonde family in the space of these three pages. Yeah, that they... Obviously they have a lot of money if they are uh-huh. 
having giant wizards flown in. Yeah. Why not? I guess not crane, craned in. Eh, they had to get it in that area somehow. I guess. And that they are a deeply ironic family. But there's, there's it's a, it's a bitter, more like, yeah, addictive it, it, irony than the kind that Dave practices. Yes, it, this, it seems more definitely the uh, kind of like the, the, the darker side of irony. Yeah, like the the Dave variation of irony is can be dark in that sure. it can eventually rob you of true joy. Right, right. Like there's something beautiful that like John's just sincere love of horrible shitty movies. Yeah, just just complete blatant earnestness compared to his two friends who are completely up their own asses. Uh, and from what we see of the uh, the other girl, it she seems more earnest. Yeah, she's more on the John side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Is that like uh, trying to find like the like you know if like you put. Batman on one, like, or, like, the Punisher on one end, and, like, Superman uh-huh. on the other. Is that, like, right. the level we're at, where it's, like, you put <laughs> uh, yeah, Rose sure. on one side and John on the other? <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Okay, let, let's go downstairs to the kitchen back door. Alright. You descend to the living room area of your home's expansive open layout. There's the sound of rushing water beneath the floor. It tends to strike guests as a strange presence in a living space, but it's become hardly audible to you through familiarity. There's the front door, but hopefully there's no need to make the long trek around the house in the rain. You might as well see if you can slip through the kitchen and out the back unnoticed. I forget if we have seen an exterior shot of her house yet. Uh, we we have she's... when we... Okay. Uh, I remember we had a lengthy discussion about the unsafeness of... Oh, that yeah, that one weird walkway with no railing on it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so her house is, like, out in the woods, built on top of a river, and it's powered by hydroelectricity. Yeah, it definitely seems like a, kind of, like, built in the 70s or 80s, kind of, like, mansion. Yeah, well, I think it goes back to what you were saying, it definitely seems like Rose's family has money. Yes. Like, and that this is... I just realized that those bookcases must be super big, because they are... About the size of the 20-foot statue. They're not much smaller than it, are they? No. And there seems no easy way to access it. No. No, there doesn't. Which, I think a bookcase full of books that no one can reach seems right in line with what we've seen so far. Yeah, and also, I, I do like the, the what seems to be bronzed vacuum. Yes. <laughs> which I can only assume has a dark irony behind it. Well, let's find out by checking out this next command. Oh, yeah, I hadn't even looked. (laughs) Use a mother's sawed copper vacuum statue. Okay, but it's bronze, not copper. Fucking It wasn't always. (laughs) (laughs) A while ago, you... (laughs) A while ago, you gave this as an ironic gift to your mom for Mother's Day. You even customized it with a drink holder to support one of her ubiquitous alcoholic beverages. Oh, no! <laughs> Man, right for the jugular! <laughs> Man, like, if, if I was, like, either a parent and my kid gave me a, a gift of that, like, fucking, like, destructive power burns. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, that is, it's a combination of... Like, that took effort to make. Like, she had to customly put that cup holder onto that vacuum. Yeah. And then, like, bronze it. Well, so, let's let's keep reading okay. this page. 
She liked the gift so much, she had it bronzed and put on this pedestal. She even left it plugged in so it can still be turned on now and then. But never to do any cleaning. It never leaves this display. Sometimes at night when you're in your room, you can hear it wailing from downstairs. She must know you can hear it. She's completely deranged. So her counter to that, instead of acting offended, was to turn it into a statue. A statue that, uh, despite being bronze, can still run. Right. Which is impressive. I mean, well, and you think about that, too. Like, Rose tried to burn her mom, and her response is, I'm going to put this horrible thing you did to me front and center in the middle of our room for everybody to see. I think they've written a Mountain Goat song about this. (laughs) (laughs) So, John Donnell, who is the Mountain Goats, is really into wrestling. Uh-huh. And has put out a wrestling-themed album recently. Yeah. Which is really good. Um, but part of me wonders, like, what would have happened if he got, like, super into Homestuck? Oh, man. <laughs> if there was, like, in that, you know, all of those Homestuck albums, like, every so often there was a John Darnielle Mountain Goat song. Yeah. There is uh, one singer, uh, Michael Guy Bowman, who one of the Homestuck albums is mostly by him. And it's all, it is basically, uh, not in tone, but the way, like, the Proto-Men sort of, like, just invented their own story inspired by Mega Man, it's very much that for Homestuck. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like they probably have to invent less of a story. Yeah, it's much more just like, this is, this is a band, this is a fictional band that exists in the world of Homestuck, and this is their concept album. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's even more bizarre than I thought. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think we've talked about this on the forum. I'm feeling like uh, if I was not currently like paying some bills right now, I would probably right. like just go full fucking horrible force and buy all of the Homestuck albums. That there's a lot of good music in them albums. Because like even you know I am just a huge fan of music mm. and like collecting music more. <laughs> sure, right. Um, like I had played like. A few hours of the of Undertale, like like one or two, and I was like, okay, I'll buy this entire album. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like you know, just from what I've heard of Homestuck uh, so far, it seems to have rather good music. Yeah, I mean, uh, Toby Fox was making Homestuck music before he was making Undertale music. Yep. There's there is a song in Homestuck that got reused for Undertale. Uh, I know. And it, okay. It originally started off as a Earthbound. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want whatever he does from now on for him to find a way to work Megalovania into it. And just make that like his calling card. I would like if it became less of a... Because I I honestly feel like the version of Megalovania in Undertale is like kind of the Ur version. See, that's funny because I think of the the Homestuck version as the Ur version. Okay. (laughs) I've heard, um, you know, all three versions. Mm -hmm. And I don't even really have... Like, it's not like because I have an emotional connection to the Undertale one, I guess, other right. than it being Undertale, because I yeah. never heard it in the game, because I'm not a monster. Right, yeah, because you gotta go down the evil path to hear it. Yeah, and I can barely go evil in, like, Fallout. Right. <laughs> like, I play, like, the, the Fallout game I've beaten the most is Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, I, uh, Dark Souls 3 just came out today, and I've been playing that today, and it's... Really awful, because you're used to, in those games, like, everything wants to kill you. 
And in this new one, there are a bunch of dudes that look exactly like enemies, but they're just, like, huddled in corners in all the levels. And now and then, one of them will get up and attack you. So it's like, well, I need to take care of these guys or they're going to hurt me. But most of them just sit there and scream while you wail on them, and I don't like it. That seems terrifying. Yeah. Dark Souls always seems terrifying to me, and not like because of like... Of like, Dark Souls is a scary place. Yeah, like not because it's hard, but because it's like it, it, it's a terrifying world, and I, I kind of like the world of Dark Souls. Yeah, uh, even though I I will probably never play those games just because they don't seem to be my style. Sure. Yeah. 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 There there are things in those games that are very like existentially horrifying. Anyway, just to finish up real quick, I, in Fallout New Vegas, I can never be evil because at some point I get to uh, Caesar's Legion, and I just go, oh, mm. all of you have to die. All oh, of you. sure, yeah. All of you. <laughs> They're like the slave trader guys, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you're not gonna, like, help them. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm who, ha- who has a power fantasy to help the slave trader people in the apocalypse? Uh, I at one point knew someone, and I, I'm no longer friends with them because they <laughs> said some very awful things to me. Well, that's a... I'm sorry. Yeah, but, like, it, looking back, the signs were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's let's move on. Let's grab the Elgin Princess. It's too big to capture log. Not that you'd want to move it anyway. The pretty princess doll has been sitting there for months. Ever since your mother got this abomination for your birthday as a totally passive-aggressive gesture. You decided to make it much less abominable by knitting her majesty a new head and new arms. Now it brings a mischievous smile to your face whenever you walk by. Your mother hasn't removed the doll yet, and probably never will. She would never be the one to blink first. This is psychological warfare. <laughs> it really is. Both of these people need help. Yeah, like they, she, it, it is, you know, it's a kind of common trope, but it is a trope I do like, which is the person who can psychoanalyze everyone except themselves. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got, like, because I've read, you know, the next 5,000 pages, I have extra context for this that makes this especially, like, wow, I forgot this is what this used to be. Okay. Rose, you've come so far as a young woman from this time. Uh, I recently have been watching, uh, one of my friends is getting into Steven Universe. Uh-huh. And I'm guiding her along that path. And it is fucking shocking how many, uh, like, things show up before... They are, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they meticulously plan that show out. Yeah. And it's sort of interesting. Homestuck kind of goes in the exact opposite direction where very little is planned out, especially at the start. It's just that he just plants random seeds and occasionally says, yeah, let's make that turn out to be really important. Yeah, I wonder how much Andrew Hussey reread the Homestuck as he was making Homestuck. Oh, that's a good question, yeah. Like, uh, um, did he have, yeah. like, a notebook somewhere of, like, loose ends that he may want to, at one point, revisit? My gut says no. I think what it more was, was he was constantly spammed with fans reminding him of things. That is more possible. Yeah. I just, like... It, yeah. I always like the image of a creative type in a room with a large whiteboard. <laughs> sure. Right, right. Because, <laughs> yeah, he said before that, you know, like I said... Back in episode one, eventually these stop being user submitted commands, but he still has like fan um, involvement in the story. In that, really popular fan theories usually end up becoming what actually happens. 
Mm-hmm. And then around like 2014 or so, it was close enough to the end that he just sort of took over. But there's a lot of things where it's like, oh yeah, no, I did that because everyone thought that's what would happen. And I figured, yeah, I'll throw him a bone. Yeah, which is kind of how like modern fandom works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Homestuck is kind of, you know, ahead of the curve in that a lot of TV shows and uh, movie franchises will are so involved with fans now. Right. Uh, to um, a sometimes dangerous level. Yeah. Um, when Homestuck first launched, it was all the kids were 10 because it launched on April 10th and he wanted to be about four 10 year olds. Yeah. And when he like reset it on four thirteen, he said, all right, well they're 13 now. That doesn't really matter. But what he realized, he's talked about this, as soon as you make them technically teenagers, everyone feels totally comfortable shipping the hell out of them. Yeah. And like, that's a lot of where, like, eventually, like, romantic subplots come from the fact that no one can stop imagining these teenagers making out. <laughs> I- I've heard of the shipping wars and the references oh, yeah. to shipping wars. Oh, you, yeah. <sighs> well, wait till we get to Act 5. Like, I mean, I have lived through both Avatar fandoms. Sure, yeah, okay. It, it gets rough. <laughs> I, yeah, woo, yeah. We're popping the biggest bottles tomorrow. <laughs> have you seen that post? It's I my favorite post. I have not. Um, it is from Avatar uh, Korra. It's someone man. very convinced that a particular ship was happening that did not end up happening. <laughs> gotcha. And they just made a post that just said, we're popping the biggest bottles tomorrow when, I think, Makora happens. <laughs> and it has become kind of this ironic <laughs> reference that people yeah. will bring up years later now. <laughs> God, that whole thing. I just remember scores of, like, forum posts about how, well, they didn't, like, make out, so you can't really say that they're together at the end. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up, nerd. Like, the, the the guys, yeah, like, they, the creators both came out pretty, like, I think a day afterwards, because yeah, they saw yeah. that, and they were like, no, they are. <laughs> they super are. Yeah. They're coming out with comics soon. And Actually, we can't go on a 20-minute tangent about every page. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Let's acquire the... No, I, listen, I'm also complicit in it. It's yeah. just we're never gonna, we're already never gonna finish this. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, let, let's acquire the umbrella for protection from the elements. All right. U is greater than L, U is less than V. You're going to have a hell of a time accessing that card when you need it. You guess you just cross that bridge later. Uh, let's peek inside the kitchen. I, 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 I just oh. thought of a umbrella strife. Like, a, like you know, like the... Is it, I think that's what they're called. Like the strife succubus... Or not succubus. Succubus is a different thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, the Stripe uh, Specimus? Specimus. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. An umbrella. Oh, yeah, that would be a good one. I think someone someone definitely makes a weaponized umbrella at some point. I don't think it ever gets used. There's probably a fan troll somewhere of... Oh, I yes, absolutely there is. It, like, I, the, the fact that like as we go further into this, I am more picking up the lingo is like both like interesting to me and like infuriating. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I just have the image in my head of someone 
with an umbrella, except all the wires that would hold up the like canvas part have just been replaced with razor blades. So I Jesus. Which, I think John makes it just while he's screwing around with the crafting system in the game, but we'll see, uh, I guess. I, I'm more like thinking of someone who accidentally put it on there. <laughs> right, you're thinking more like the penguin, just literally an umbrella. Or yeah, like, it just like someone like, oh, I need to put this umbrella somewhere, my inventory is full, oh, let me right. put it here. And they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, eventually yeah. you get to, the, like, the razor blade or, like, razor wire. Umbrella. Yeah, you, you work your way up to that, but yeah, starting like, out. For you a just while, got... just whacking people with it. Yeah, you're just, your weapon is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, the liquor bottles are out in full force. Mom is surely nearby. <laughs> That's rough. Oof. That's rough. Yeah. Uh,. We have to investigate the richly covered object in the middle of the screen. That would be your refrigerator, whose services have customarily served as the battlefield for a chilly siege of passive-aggressive one-upsmanship. This was a drawing you did of your cat Jasper's when you were younger, along with a poem about him. Your mother bought this ostentatious $15,000 frame for it and had it welded to the door. God damn. God damn, that's... <laughs> Like, I, I feel like I, like, the turn of this is that, like, Rose's mother actually, like, cares a lot. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is doing all of these things because she does not, she is not a good enough mother to know how to, like, show love normally. <laughs> uh-huh, right. <laughs> hit me with that next. I'll uh, hit you with that next. All right. <laughs> Using your colorful magnet letters... You recently left a succinct message, which may or may not have been directed toward anyone in particular. <laughs> but you couldn't find the letter W, so you just stuck two V's together. Someone <laughs> wrote the word shrew on their refrigerator. Yeah, that's... huh. <laughs> Wonder who that could be about. Hmm. I don't know. The joke about there being no, uh, W. <laughs> Having to put two V's together is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, pr- I probably would have in that situation gone with the ups- upside down M sure yeah that's just you know how I roll yeah uh, next your mother then purchased a fresh pack of W's and left them there for your convenience appreciative of the thoughtful gesture you left her a sincere thank you note which you had legally notarized and then marked with a drop of blood Jesus <laughs> that is who doggy who who boy uh let's just move on let's next all right but part of it was touching the floor so your mother was kind enough to lift the lower portion of the document with a velvet pillow <laughs> she got uh i assume that she got that from a royal crown yeah <laughs> Uh, let's attach a W to the face as a fake mustache. Yeah, some Wario-ass mustache going on. I, I believe I've seen this out of context. Yeah, this is incredibly silly, and you're not sure how it fits into your campaign against your mother, or getting your computer back online to escape your doom. But it's hard to resist getting a little silly sometimes, especially when you're absolutely positive no one is watching. Well, let's catalog that W. Alright, W's greater than L and W's greater than V. Right. I feel like describing how this, like, 
binary tree data structure works in audio is even more difficult than with the yeah. visual aid. Yeah, like, already, like, with the visual aid, it's, like, it's already meant to be, like, somewhat bullshit. Right. Not as bullshit as Dave's. No, not quite. But, like, like, all of them are. Like, even, like, John's, which is relatively simple, if, yeah. like, you know, a bit needless, like, you know, it is all, right. it's still needlessly complex. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and that is, you know, part of the joke. Sure. Uh... Yeah, uh, Andrew Hussey seems to really love the needlessly complex as a joke. Oh, def- yes, 100%. Promise Luth at the end really got into that. Oh, yeah, with the, the puzzle to put the fan together or whatever. Yeah, the, the, the puzzle fan and then also just like getting into the like the combat mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the, the fan where, okay, you did all this stuff to plug it in. But now the cord spans the universe and it'll take five billion years to reach, so we better go near this black hole so time dilates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, like, you know, that was playing off of the. And, and this uh, is also, in some way, right. it, both were playing off the kind of needlessly complex bullshit of adventure games. Definitely. Mostly of the, you know, the scum era. Right, the the use the chicken on the pulley type yes. puzzle. Yes, <laughs> I like that. We like both of us know. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, it, I wonder if there will be any pixel hunting in this. I, I don't think so. I don't remember there being any. Because there would be pixels. Let's click. Let's click next. Let's click next. Hmm. That unsightly void in the W pack won't do. Nor will the gash in the plastic. You deposit 12 cents in its place, which is your approximation of the letter's value. You also make a vow to return later and neatly sew the plastic shut. Let's, uh, let's keep on thinking of ways to one-up Mother. You wonder how to address the pillow situation. It seems the woman has you at a clear disadvantage. Perhaps slipping a fresh doily under the pillow will do the trick? Or maybe spilling a bit of Worcestershire sauce on it, then having it dry cleaned and returned, along with a laboriously ingratiating apology note. No, there's no time for anything like that. Or maybe, just thinking out loud here, you could use the entire pack of W's as M's? Oh yes, that would burn. But you've already done something with that W pack, and there's no need to go back and gild that lily. This is delicate business. And that pillow is screaming for rebuttal. Uh, let's, uh, the, the animation is just slowly moving in and out of the pillow. Yes. <laughs> well, not slowly, even. Just, no, just one frame. like a heartbeat. Yeah. Which I, I let the record show I'm a fan of zooming in and out of things. Either <laughs> rapidly or very slowly. <laughs> It, it's it's one of those weird things that makes me laugh. Great. Well, then you're in the right place. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, next. Well, that's not the command, Ashley. Oh, sorry. Let's capture all that oh. velvet pillow. You decide to take the velvet pillow and lovingly embroider a poem in praise of motherhood on it. Hopefully you can pull this off before she notices it's gone. V.E.'s greater than L, V.E.'s less than V.I., and V.E.'s greater than U. It causes your tree to be pretty badly unbalanced. It'll surely auto-balance itself in a moment. I suspect shenanigans. Ah. Let's click next. 
And just like that, the umbrella becomes accessible in the root card. That's one of the things you love about the tree modus. The happy surprises. <laughs> so now the the umbrella is basically unusable. <laughs> well, no, so the umbrella is the only thing that's usable. She oh. can only pull from the root. Oh. Yeah. I have forgotten already how the root system works. In that's the fair. Don't worry about it. We've not been reading. <laughs> All right. Let's head out the back door. All right. Enough's enough. Time to go. Ah! Let's have some dark shadows appeared. Some quick dodging. Yeah. Well, also some quick appearing in a flash of lightning. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. That's how moms work. Yeah. It, and she appears to be holding martini glass. Yeah, like a Swiffer and a martini. Hey, if she had a, a cup holder on that Swiffer, really. <laughs> yeah, right? Really free up her hands. Yeah. Uh, next. I know how she does that. You're never safe in this house. And of all the things to be doing during a power outage, she's up to her ironic housewife routine again. That mop bucket doesn't even have any water in it. What an absolute mad woman. Oh, let's hop over the counter and landing in a roll. Let's do some parkour. <laughs> yeah, this bird's gotta fly. Rose just disappears, so I'm, I'm guessing yeah. that this is... It, go, it runs to the family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next. Youth roll! <laughs> yep. And, and, you know, flip. Like a triple flip between two wizards. Yep, as, uh, that was a hard gap to get in Tony Hawk. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird level, too. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, like, in, like, you know, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4, when they were, like, you know, they weren't really in, like, the full-on story mode yet. Yeah, but they were getting there. Yeah, but they're getting there, and they're kind of, like, running out of, like, places where, like, skate parks would be. Right. So they are doing stuff like Mars and, like, you know, the Wizard Convention. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I, th- this is another thing where we, we have talked about this multiple times. I wonder what... getting the rights to use those wizard photos. Yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I... Mm, I almost wonder if at this point, because it's a an edited photo of a statue, if that's enough steps removed that it like is protected. Yeah. I could I easily see that like, it, there are no copyrighted, you know, materials yeah. there other than the photo. Right. Which I could see people making a claim that it was they both changed enough and in a non- like, I would almost think that the photographer would have more of a beef than the, the wizard statue maker. Yes. And I, I doubt the Copyright photographer is... Yes, I doubt the photographer is looking at uh, Homestuck. Yeah, probably not. Uh, next. Lousy, stupid wizards! Lousy, goddamn stupid wizards. Oh, you're right, I, I skipped a word. <laughs> yeah. Just went flying into a pile of wizards. Went ass first into wizards. <laughs> That's what you get for doing parkour in the house. Yeah. She did land on the couch and then kept going. Yeah. Just bounced off. Mm-hmm. I, I assume that that couch must, you know, be some expensive, extra springy. <laughs> right, yeah. It's just a trampoline in the shape of a couch. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in the past again... You're almost done. Oh, we're back with Dave. Yep. You're almost done patching up the hole in your window with gaffer tape. But it's sort of hard to get any work done when people keep pestering you all day. You guess you better get that. 
Well, let's answer the chum. Is this? Oh no, this is not one we've seen already. Uh, Garden Gnostic began pestering Turntech Godhead at 1836. Hi, Dave. Hey, sup? Not much. Sup with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. It's all right being chill, I guess. You know how it goes. Great. Feeling cool today, Mr. Cool Guy? Oh, man, you know it. So cool. You know shit is ice cold up in here. Shit is wicked bananas, I'm telling you. Hey. There's a little smiley face. Yeah. I'm always, the best part of recording these is seeing people try to figure out how to pronounce emoticons. Uh, so you talked to John today? Yeah, we were just talking a while ago about how he sucks at his Silidex. Can you believe he still uses Stack? That kid is ridiculous. L-O-L. Well, that doesn't sound like much fun. What was it you use again? Wait, never mind. I forget. Whenever we talk about your goofy moduses, I get a migraine. What do you want with John? Hmm. I want to tell him happy birthday and ask him about his birthday package. Oh, yeah. I was being sort of cagey and told him to check the mail because I was wondering if mine came yet. I think it did. Yeah? I think mine came too. So, uh, I guess you want to know if he likes it or something? No! He will not open it. He will lose it. Oh. Uh, sorry to hear that, I guess? No, it's good, actually. Because he will find it again later when he really needs it. Which is, of course, why I sent it in the first place. See, like, I never get how you know these things. I just know. I just know that I know. Hmm. Alright. Anyway, I have to go. I have to feed Beck, which is always a bit of an undertaking. Man, if I were you, I would just take that fucking devil beast out behind the woodshed and blow its head off. <laughs> I don't think I could if I tried. Yeah. Say hi to your granddad for me, too, okay? Uh, I'm at a loss how to pronounce that one. <laughs> the, the period underscore period? Yeah. I, it is a po I think, believe it is apostrophe oh, is underscore. Because I think a period would be at the same level. Mm, I don't know, because it's like level with the lower dot of the colon. Let's not argue about it, though. Oh, uh, maybe, and then, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess, like, a, hmm. Yes, yeah, like, I guess a counter with him is almost certain. It is usually intense. Well, yeah, isn't that always with family? But he sounds like a total badass. Yeah, he totally is. Anyway, gotta go. See ya. Heart. So, Dave has, like, a one-pixel smile in this frame. Yeah. And Andrew Hussey has talked about how because that pixel is... Because that one black dot is one pixel higher than the rest of his mouth, he launched a million ships between these two characters. It definitely seems that, like, I see it as more of a, like, big brother... Like, a brother-sister relationship at sure, the moment. yeah. I can see that. Um, it seems like he is, like, almost, like, somewhat protective. Yeah, I, I can definitely see how you... He'd look at it that way. He seems to drop the the act as much. Definitely, yeah. He's not as ironical with her. Yeah, like he is fully ironic with John and with Rose. Yeah, with Gardnostic. Of course, I think the th thing we should be talking about is Gardnostic has future vision. Well, yeah, also that. That's true. <laughs> yeah, she can see the future. Yeah, and everyone just seems to be okay with that. Oh, just sort of nonplussed by it, at least. Yeah. I guess at some point, when it keeps coming true, it's like, well, 
All right, I guess, if you say so. Uh, yeah, so Garden Gnostic seems she has future vision. I'm going to get, you said she, I think, before. Yeah. I don't I, feel like that is a... I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that there's two boys and two girls. Yes. The, the gender binary is binary. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, I guess, well, I guess if it was binary, it'd be zero or one. Well, but let's mm. not get into that. Yeah. <laughs> you can represent the number four in binary. Yeah. But yeah, she, so she has sent a package to John that she knows he will not get until later because he will lose it, which right. we've seen already. Yeah, yeah, because it was in his dad's car. Which got launched, which fell into the abyss. But I guess at least we know he's going to get it back someday. Yeah. I have Dave get phone. You, <clears throat> It'll be handy to have your phone on standby, so you won't always have to go back to your computer whenever someone pesters you. This way you can text message people no matter where you are or what outrageously cool thing you're up to. Boy, that's lucky that text message and phone both work out to the same number. Yep. Which I'm not going to recite. Yeah. I, I wonder uh, how many words he had to go through to get the right... Well, I feel like on this one he probably hit it pretty quick, right? I guess, like, he must have just been glad that he was lucky on that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I could see, like, him, like, doing, you know, pester or... Yeah. Or cell phone as alternatives if that was not going to work. Definitely. Uh, let's click next. Uh, so, he, oh, he capture logged it and his towel went flying out of his Zillidex. Yep. So cool. John, pursue adversary into the room. Into that room. And even oh. meaner while, in the present, sort of, once again, oh. the slippery antagonist eludes you. You only find more of these unpleasant, oily smears. Someone's pestering you. Both your PDA and computer register the message. So, yeah, we are back with John. Yes, we are back with John chasing some kind of oil monster through his house. And the, the narrator who is off in the desert somewhere. Yeah. Seems to be talking again. Mm-hmm. Both a bit to us and as us. Yeah, I remember there was... It got abandoned, but the original idea was that uh, once the kids got into the game, the fans would not be allowed to issue commands to them anymore. They would have to route all of their commands through desert people. And then that stopped happening. Yeah. Like, the uh, the website that you would go to to enter commands for John, like the, the sub-forum on the MSBA forums, you clicked on that link and it just brought you to a picture of a crater in the middle of, like, the suburbs. Hmm. Yeah, so I have never experienced, like, you know, when I got into problems with or when I got into Homestuck, they were both very long after they had gotten popular. Uh-huh. Um, and so I never got to the point where I got to see any of that. Yeah, um, I looked at the user command stuff for Homestuck when it first started, and it was instantly like, oh, there's 50 of these every 10 minutes. There's you, there's no point to keeping up with this at all. Okay. Uh, th- this chum will know what to do. What do we got? Oh, we got Dave! Alright, take right. it away. Alright. I'm out of my room, now looking for my bro's game. Oh, Good! Yeah, there's no sign of Rose yet. I hope she's okay. Well, if she comes back, I'll be ready. You better know what you're talking about, because this could get ugly. Brought my phone, and I also took my awesome katana with me in case anything got too hot to handle. And they always do. You mean that cheap piece of shit you have on your wall? F. 
you. It's sharp, and it's awesome, and it's a sword. End of story. Okay, I don't really care. I'm in my room again. I really think there's someone else in this house. Like, monsters or something. Howie? Ha! I wish! Dude, monsters aren't real. That's stupid kid stuff for stupid babies. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. What, are you an idiot? Of course there are monsters in your house. You're in some weird, evil monster dimension. Come on. Skepticism (laughs) in the crutch of a cinematic troglodyte. Like, hey, mom, dad, there's a dinosaur or a ghost or whatever in my room. Yeah, right, you need to get back to bed. Fuck you, mom and dad. How many times <laughs> are we going to watch this trope unfold? It wasn't goddamn funny the first time I saw it. Just once, I'd like to see dad crap his pants when a kid says, there's a vampire in the closet. Oh, shit, everyone in the minivan. Be fucking dad of the year right there. Okay, okay, stop. What do I do? What do you have, a hammer? Man, so lame. Okay, whatever. You should look into weaponizing your Silidex. My brother's always getting on my case about it, but man, it's not as easy as it sounds. But if you're finding monsters left and right, you don't have much choice. Hmm. Okay. I guess I can read up on data structure some more. How's it going there? I'm out in the living room. He's usually here, but I don't see him. I blind his mind games. He's always pulling this ninja shit. All I see is little cow over there, and I guess that I guess he can't be far. <laughs> Oh, God! So lame! What? See, I just don't know why you think it's cool! This ventriloquist rapping thing! Oh, Lil' Cow? No, man. Lil' Cow's the shit. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm just saying that being a white guy who's a rapper with a ventriloquist doll is not cool by any stretch of the imagination, (laughs) or by any definition of the word cool, ironic or otherwise. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, bullshit. Cows dope. Puppets are awesome. John Egbert blows. The end. Yeah, more like the opposite of all those things is the thing that's true. I'm gonna read. Good luck with your bro. I realize I've given Dave the voice of Critical, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> so this is a weird page in Homestuck history. Oh. Uh, yeah. Was this the other page that launched a thousand ships? No, no. This was a page that got a lot of people justifiably angry at Andrew Hussey. Oh. Uh, Far in the future from this page, um, he... Someone pointed out, like, man, you kind of made a story about four white people. It's not, like, very diverse of a cast. He got very defensive about that and said, I never said they're white. I don't color in their skin. They can be whatever race you want them to be. Yeah, uh oh. Yeah. Someone immediately control f through Homestuck and found where he called one of them white on this page here. Yeah. And his initial response, uh, for probably a few weeks, maybe even a few months, the word white on this page where it says white guy was like nonsense characters. Hmm. And at some point he realized that was a dumb shit thing to do and he changed it back and just owned the fact that he made a story about four white people. Yeah, I, I was... There was a time where I foolishly, foolishly decided I was going to skip ahead in Homestuck. Uh-huh. Never a smart decision. Sure. Uh, and that also happened to be near the update of Just Peachy. Oh, okay, yeah, because that was the other, like, flashpoint of this whole thing. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did, no one's perfect, least of all the man who makes the Homesticks. Yeah, no, it's... 
like I feel like that people like that white people, both of us being white, are getting better right, about yeah. this. Making an effort, at least some of yeah. us. Some of us. I, we I feel, screw up. We're not yeah. great. <laughs> We're not. No. Yeah. Well, I, not just not only white people in general, but us. <laughs> yeah, specifically. Yes. Um, now it was very much a situation where, like, his heart was in the right place, and he got defensive when someone questioned that. I guess. Yeah. Instead could, of like looking inward and self-reflecting on that. I can totally get that. Yeah. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that it is, he is 100% in the right. No, I would say, like, 0% in the right, actually. Yes. <laughs> um, that does seem like a, a, a silly thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's read your book, Stay Aware of These Foes. <laughs> the monsters. Uh, Only stupid babies who poop in their diapers believe in that stuff. Speaking of things that are problematic and homestuck, there's the yeah. R word again. Yep. I'm just gonna replace it with, like, stupid and or moron as context demands. Okay. Uh, we got an S. Rose, you throw right out of that front door. She's, she's going for it. Ah, oh. Right into mom. Oh, that's, that's some good start of battle. Yeah. So yeah, like with John, we can click on all of these commands. And she's just stabbing her mom with <laughs> with knitting needles. Yeah. Oh, she can also passively aggress. Yeah. By making an empty suicide threat <laughs> and stabbing her needle needles into an outlet when the power's out. Yeah. Oof. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. What kind of attacks has your mom's got? She's got ironic indulgence by buying her a beautiful pony. <laughs> And ironic negligence, where she just shoves her martini into Rose's face. And Rose shoves Perrier. Yes. Yeah, fuck, combats it with spring water. Yeah. Next. They're, that's a weird family. Yeah. Looks like Mom has satisfied her strife quota for the day. She simply <laughs> returns to her housework. No point in going out the front door anymore. Might as well head out the back like you originally planned. I, I, I'm really feeling the need to make a, like, even if it's very small, a fake Mountain Goat song. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Uh, I, I did once, uh, for a Vine, do a fake, uh, well, it wasn't, I just kind of played guitar chords that were Mountain Goat-ish. Sure. And sang the line from a Spongebob, uh... It's just you and me in this brick wall we built between us. Oh, jeez. Because <laughs> I, I felt like that seemed like a Mountain Goats line. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, 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 I've been listening to a lot of Mountain Goats recently, which is why. Have you? I wouldn't have never guessed. <laughs> I, I Specifically, their song, uh, or his song about, it's always weird to talk about bands that are one people. Yeah. Uh, his song about Toad from Super Mario. Oh, man. Have you ever never heard of that? I have not. Uh, it's I, I saw a live version when I, you know how I first heard about it, mm -hmm. where he talks about uh, like this guy who like wakes up and he finds out that his, his like you know his beloved is missing and uh. that he has to like you know what you would what would you do if you were knew that he goes out searching to the world to find oh, his sure. beloved and it, he makes it sound like this very great deep quest. Uh huh. And, you know, it is obviously not real. Like, you know, it is more mythological or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And at one point he references the Bible. <laughs> which I enjoy. Which is, you know, he... Ugh. The beast is thrown into, you know, the, the fires oh, as the Bible man. foretold. Oh, Lord. Uh, and then you meet... He goes to the door where he meet, wants to meet his beloved and he will... You know, it, it is always such a, a beautiful thing to see someone you love, but, you know, this will be even more so because she was in danger. Right. And he can hold her and say, you're fine, you're with me. <laughs> and, like, he finds his friend there, who he didn't even know was kidnapped, <laughs> that could have just died because no one cared about him, not <laughs> not connected to any romantic story or, you know... Right. And he just says... Sorry, Mario, but your princess is in another castle. Okay, so the the punchline is in the song. It's not something you would have to know externally. Like, no, like, well, so that is not even the song. Oh, okay. Like, that is the lead up to on this live version I saw to the song. Gotcha. Okay. The song is from Toad's point of view. I see. Where he talks about being alone in this weird castle and him seeing all this, you know, Smelling sulfur as he sleeps in the darkness. <laughs> uh, and when he finally sees his friend, he says the only words he knows how to say as an 8-bit uh, choir plays. Oh, that's, that's dark. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's dark, but that's Mountain Goats for you. Sure. My, like my other favorite Mountain Goats song has a line where, uh, where it says, Everybody's got their limits, nobody's found mine. Boy, that's a lyric. <laughs> yeah, and, and that is specifically about being uh, in a submission hold. Oh, okay. That was really good. Okay, I should I should stop talking about Mount Goods, <laughs> or at least wait till after the podcast is done recording. Yeah, or at least bleed ironically like a mountain goat. That would be relevant. <laughs> Really so much more than that So give Homestuck a chance